0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome.
1: Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you in the studio with Pastor Craig. And uh, we are going after five questions as a response to a sermon on the Bible, Uh, not a Well, I guess it's a sermon on the Bible and about the Bible from the Bible on February 2nd, 2020. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. And so we have a bunch of questions that come in about, is the Bible trustworthy? How do we get it? Where did it come from? Why are books not in there? And so today the question is, why do Catholics and Orthodox have extra books in their Old Testament canon or their Old Testament Bible? Um, So, Craig, why don't you uh, take a stab at this and then you and I can just banter back and forth, because we have a lot to say probably.
0: Yeah, this one could take some time. So I say we focus. Let's focus. The the bottom line is uh, the books that you have in the Bible were agreed upon by the early church. That's really key. Mm -hmm. So you've got apostles that are debating which Old Testament books go in, and then you've got them passing on the reins to the early church, and they begin to have these councils that debate which which books actually go into the Bible. That that continued for hundreds of years, and it, it continued with agreed upon um, criteria in order to keep those books in the Bible. The The extra books that you see in the Catholic Bible today were not added until, well, were not officially added until the 1500. So we're talking about 1500 years after these original conversations began. And so the challenge that you're going to have is after 1,500 years and you don't have the printing press, you don't have email, you, you don't have texting, you, you don't have any way of, of uh, distributing this kind of material. This, these are, these are um, stories and manuscripts that have been passed around by the general public. They began to be put into the church and accepted as um, stories but ultimately became so popular, they became a part of the actual canon, and so that's a. I'm trying to make it a, a short answer to a long process. But the extra books that you have in these in the um, in the Catholic Bible were added much later than the agreed upon canon by the early church.
1: Mm-hmm. So the the all the books uh, that the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church would add uh, were written in this 400 year period of silence between the Book of Malachi and. The coming of Christ, the birth of Christ, and you have two categories that I think are are important for people to know in terms of what these books are and they are not. Uh, The first category would be a general um, uh, grouping of books called apocryphal literature, and these are books written largely in the intertestamental period, 400 BC ish, 435 BC to to the birth of Christ, and they're written in Greek, but they're written by Hebrews. Whereas the entire Hebrew Old Testament is written in pop quiz, Craig Hebrew and Aramaic. Good job. It's like you went to seminary. Sorry, I was just zoning out. No, no there. I, I saw your eyes. That's why I was like, I'm bringing you back. <laughs> Sorry. Let's do this. Um, So the apocryphal books. There are a bunch of apocryphal books, um, and the apocryphal books are to be they're they're good books. Read them. They're histories and different things. There's some crazy weird stuff in them, but they circulated, as you said, amongst the people of God. Um, and then there's a, a, there's a subcategory, double-click on apof- apocryphal. There's what has been called deuterocanonical, which means second canon. And these are the books that the Orthodox and the Catholic Church have taken out of the apocryphal literature, put into their Bibles. And uh, there's not a lot of them. Uh, you have the book of Baruch. First and Second Maccabees, Tobit, Judith, Sirach, Wisdom. Uh, there are some additions to the Book of Daniel and Esther. Bell and the Dragon. Bell and the Dragon is at the end of Daniel, and it's very uh, honestly like they're very interesting books. They're not like evil, terrible books. Um, but the, there's a, actually an amazing passage of Scripture in the Book of Romans, chapter three. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. He says the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God, that God had had entrusted the Jewish people to really figure out what were the scriptures and the Jewish people, um, uh, the case is closed. They by and large, never articulated the, what the Catholics and Orthodox calls the Deuterocanonical books, these seven books plus pieces of Daniel and Esther. They've never understood them to be scripture. Um, they don't meet the Jewish criteria of scripture. One of which is being written in a Semitic language like Hebrew or Aramaic. Um, in fact, the Council of Jamnia in the first century was a Jewish council that gathered together to to finalize and to put to rest all the deuterocanonical mumbo-jumbo going out there. And and the Council of Jamnia was, was universal, and they're saying, no, these are not scripture. Um, the Jewish people have never added them in. And so you get to the Council of Trent right in the 16th century, which is a Catholic council designed to uh, counter... Martin Luther and the reformers.
0: To redo what the early church did.
1: Yeah, basically. And so this is, a, I'm going to, I'm going to read this cause I found this super interesting. This yeah. is from Catholic answers. And the question on Catholic answers is this, is it true that at the, at, at Trent, the council of Trent, the 16th century, that the church added seven deuterocanonical books to the Bible? Well, the answer is yes, it is true. They made that official, but here's, here's the Catholic answer. I love this. no, the Council of Trent infallib- infallibly reiterated what the Church had long taught regarding the canons of the Old and New Testaments. Well, that's, it's actually just not accurate, right? Um, that that has not been the historic teaching of the Church, mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, nor of the Jewish people who are given authority over the oracles of God. And so it's, you know, why do they have them in there? <sighs> I wish I wish we really I don't know that we have full understanding of why the Catholic and Orthodox church have put them in there. Well, there's a theory that, um,
0: with popularity comes authority. Yep. And so I think these books continue to be circulated for so many years. And, and ag- again, remember this population was largely illiterate. They weren't, they weren't educated. Yep. Um, and so they, be, they, they told life through stories. And so these, these extra biblical literature, was told as stories but became so popular that the church had to face whether or not they were actually canon or not, and they finally, in my opinion, I would disagree with your uh, with your author there, I would say that they gave in, and they would say, yeah, th- these should be included. Yep. Um, and he's
1: not my author, that was a Catholic. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. So, it, and the bell and the dragon is, is a great one, and I agree with you. It doesn't necessarily contradict anything that happened in Daniel, but it tells a story of, of Daniel um, and uh, the prophet. I forget which prophet it was. But anyway, Daniel was hungry when he was in the lion's den, and so it says that an angel of God picked up the prophet. He had some bread with him, and he picked up the prophet by the hair and dragged him across the sky and dropped him in the den so that he could feed Daniel because mm. Daniel was hungry. Mm. So Feels right. <laughs> so you can kind of see in in that that it sounds like a fairy tale it sounds like something you would tell your children before they go to sleep at night and i and i think th- it's just the the attraction of the story made it popular and as popularism increased the church was forced to make a decision are we going to include it or not
1: yep it's yeah i th- I, I wish i uh, had more information on this part i believe one of the Previous popes to the Council of Trent had been articulating the deuterocanonical books, and so to go against a pope would be to go against the vicar of Christ, etc. There's also pretty horrendous teaching that they rooted in some of the deuterocanonical books. For example, Prayers for the Dead, their view of salvation. That's true. Really had some—they pulled out some texts from the Book of Maccabees particularly that they used to try to justify some— works-based salvation practices that the church had. So again, why, I can't really tell you, but we can tell you what they were. Um, The Jewish people rejected them. The early church did not, by and large at all, see these as canon. And uh, a lot of pretty bad teaching came from these books. Although we tell people,
0: Read the deuterocanonical books. These were the same people that pointed to scripture in order to steal your money. Keep keep in mind, this is oh, yeah. when the church was extremely corrupt. Yeah. They were selling indulgences. They were telling you your kids are going to hell. They were yeah. it was not a good yeah. time in the life of the church. It's and these the, were the people making the decisions yeah. to add extra books to the to your Bible. So I would say go the safe route, stick with what you have in the sixty six inspired books of the Bible. Yep. Yeah.
1: It's also the same council that said, let anybody who says salvation is by justification through faith alone be anathema Mm -hmm. or accursed. So that's it. All right. We have one more question uh, to answer you and me together. What Old Testament canon or Bible did Jesus use? And shouldn't I use that one?